pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the game slate for you guys. Dan Bach, he's out for the week. So you have me for some of the week, and uh, there'll be another uh, person filling in too. So, uh, you know, I- I'll tease it. I'm not going to say who it is. So you're just going to have to keep listening throughout the week to find out. But. We got eight NBA games to talk about, guys. Uh, pretty nice slate. Uh, you know, some some teams tanking, some teams not. Should be definitely interesting. So uh, let's get right into the games. But before we do that, Buffalo Wild Wings loves the Cinderella story. It's a tale of an underdog, the unexpected. And by their unexpected nature, you just can't predict when one is going to happen. It makes them great, but also makes them frustrating. Because at any moment, you could miss that Cinderella sighting. Unless you're spending March at Buffalo Wild Wings. The official hangout of NCAA March Madness. Here you'll catch every second of every game and you'll be able to look back and tell the story of the team you watch climb their way from the low seed to the champions. But only if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beers, sports. All right, guys. So we got eight games here. Definitely excited to talk about them. Los Angeles Lakers and the Indiana Pacers are the first one. 218.5 total. This is definitely a pretty solid game here. I have some interest in some guys in this one. And we'll talk about the Lakers here first. One of my favorite plays in this game is Julius Randle, especially on FanDuel. 7400 for Julius Randle is really, really cheap. Uh, like that price tag a lot. He's just someone I'm going to want to get a lot of exposure to. Honestly, you guys know, if you listen to me, I love targeting the Pacers at the big man, and this is a great spot to do that with a guy like Julius Randle. Has a ton of upside, ton of safety, someone I definitely want to get a ton of exposure to on this slate. Uh, on fantasy draft specifically, like Lonzo Ball, I just think... That price tag is really cheap on him. I also like his price on FanDuel and DraftKings. All overall, Lonzo Ball, he's probably uh, you know right there with Julius Randle for me. Two guys I, I absolutely love on the Lakers side of the ball. I'm going to get a ton of exposure to here. Uh, it's just a, a good matchup for him. So uh, I'll definitely take advantage of Lonzo Ball here. I like his price too. Just all around, I think it's a good spot for him. Catavius uh, Caldwell-Pope, he's fine. I don't mind getting exposure to him too. I think the price is fair. And uh, just seeing a ton of minutes, right? That's kind of what this Lakers situation is about. If these guys weren't seeing these crazy amount of minutes they are, it'd be a little different. But the, the minutes that they're seeing, uh, I just, it's, I've got to get some exposure to Catavius Caldwell-Pope as well. And then uh, Brooke Lopez, I think on DraftKings, has a little bit of an interesting price. I know it's uh, you know not the greatest 6,400, but I still think there's upside there enough. I still think it's safe. The amount of minutes he's getting, and, and again, it's the Pacers at bit against big men. Like they struggle a ton. This is a great spot for these guys, and just the Lakers in general. So, uh, I, I like a ton of these guys per usual. I mean, the Lakers. I feel like I'm just gonna be loading up on until their prices go up. It just seems like they've gone back down a little bit, and uh, I'm just gonna keep firing away with them at this point. So, 
Again, uh, Julius Randle, Alonzo Ball are probably on a nice like tier of their own for me. And then, uh, you know, KCP's right there, Brooke Lopez. Uh, I don't know, uh, Kyle Kuzma, you know, not really not really looking to play him right now. You know, he's battling battling injuries and whatnot, and that's just, uh, you know, that's just a pain that I don't want to deal with. And, you know, possibilities he could always sit, you know, and I know he's probable, but uh, you never know with the Lakers and whatnot and the way the, the season's going on for some of these teams. So uh, probably just going to stay away from him. Uh, you know, no, no, no need to worry about that and kind of uh, – kind of move on there so let's go to the next uh you know the indiana pacer side let's, let's what can we do here i mean it's it's the thing that's nice about the lakers is they played a really fast tempo right which i like to target target a ton but the problem is like i would love a guy like victor ladipo he's someone that you know it seems like he'd fit this game great uh someone that i, I sounds like i'd want to get a lot of exposure to but kind of worried because lonzo ball and kcp are, are not like guys you want to really pick on on defense so uh, that has me slightly concerned. I think the Victor Oladipo, uh, you know, it, if you have the money for him, sure, I think it can make some sense. Uh, maybe on a site like Fandle where you have two shooting guards, uh, it could definitely make some sense there. But, uh, you know, other than that, I don't know. I really don't feel like uh, I really don't feel like messing around with a guy like uh, Oladipo on this slate. I just think I'm already finding way, ways to use my money, so I just don't think I need to do it at this time with Victor Oladipo. But again... Oh, it's tough because like the Lakers play at such a fast pace, it seems like it fit him so well. But I just I get worried about the guards. They're just a really great defensively at the guard position. The Lakers, so I like to attack the Lakers at, in the front court if I can. And if I'm going to do that, like Miles Turner, I mean he he seems like a great guy to go with uh, if he plays. That's kind of the question here. He did practice on Sunday. He's questionable in this game, so this is big news we have to watch for because if Miles Turner, right, say he doesn't play, right, if if Miles Turner doesn't play. That could be very important for us because we could get, uh, you know, ex- exposure to a guy like Thaddeus Young. Uh, he was just coming off an illness, but it seems, you know, he, he should play. Uh, not too worried about that. Then we have uh, Al Jefferson. He's someone that, you know, he's we've been getting exposure to the last two games, 25 minutes and 25 minutes. And then he had 43.4 fantasy points and 30.3. Definitely someone I think you want to get some exposure to as well. So, uh, you know, Miles Turner's injury is going to be very important to us, uh, and that'll open up some value if he's out. But even if he's not out, say he's questionable all throughout the day, I think he's a good tournament play that you can run back with some of these Lakers. So uh, don't miss out on that. I think that's something to uh, definitely note here. But uh, let's go on to the next game. I think that's about it on the Pacer side of the ball. We'll go to the next one. We have the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is a 224 total. And this game is the ESPN game of the day. So, uh, you know, got LeBron on national TV going up against Giannis. We know Giannis, uh, he's already mentioned he loves going up against other stars, especially a guy like LeBron. So, uh, man, it's tough. I'm going to want to jam in both these guys if I can. If we have enough value to, I would love to. I just don't know if we're going to at this time. So we kind of have to... Kind of wait and see, but uh, I want to say, like, I, I, I'm hoping I can get both these guys in, like, on, like, a site like FanDuel. I would love to jam them both in my cash games if possible. Uh, even on DraftKings, I'd love to, too. I just don't know if we're going to have the value there or not. But, again, that's something I would I want to do. I'm hoping to do, but I, I don't know if it's going to end up working out. I just, again, kind of have to wait and see what's going to go on with this Bulls and Knicks game, if we maybe get enough clear news on that. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. There's also other guys, too, uh, like uh, Jeremy Lamb uh, on FanDuel's specifically who uh, might get in the way where you know he might be just too good of a value where I want to uh, play him at small forward so kind of have to take the wait and see approach I'd love to jam in both uh, and I kind of thinking through it's kind of tough to think what I want to do like it's just it's it's tough they're both great plays I probably lean LeBron just because uh, Larry Nance likely out 
Uh, he's been so safe and consistent, and Giannis has been a little more inconsistent for my liking. So I'll probably end up going LeBron if you if you force me to pick one. So that's the guy I'd probably rather play, unless there's like a major uh, you know price difference between the two. Uh, on the site kind of depends uh, which site that you're looking at. Like on uh, FanDuel specifically, it's a $600 difference. On uh, DraftKings, the price difference is uh, 11.7, and Giannis is 900. Uh, not 900. He's uh, 10,800, so that's 900 difference. So on DraftKings, it depends what that $900 does for you. So I mean, that could be more appealing on on FanDuel. I feel like I'll be okay with the 600, but we'll have to see. Uh, and then on Fantasy Draft, you have Giannis at 19.6K and then LeBron at 22.1K. So, again, uh, from the sites, they're a lot different. On on Fantasy Draft, I think there's a, a big reason to just go Giannis instead rather than LeBron. There's just such a huge price difference there that, you know, you definitely want to take advantage of that. So, Fantasy Draft, I think you go Giannis. Uh, and then DraftKings, it seems like you, you might go Giannis still. Uh, Fandle, maybe, maybe then you, you kind of go LeBron. Unless you have like the money, right? Depends on how everything shakes out with the value. Uh, this is March NBA, and again, uh, you know, we're filming this, uh, or I'm recording this really, uh, you know, a lot earlier in the day, and you know, news will break and whatnot, and still come through. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe my lean is Giannis based on price uh, in general, but man, it, it's tough to pass up on LeBron with what he's been doing recently, the consistency he's had, and with a guy like Larry Nance who will likely miss the game. Just uh, you know, they've just been so short-handed and whatnot. Ty Lue is also. I don't know. I'm curious what's gonna happen with Ty Lue. Uh, you know, he, he's out now, so maybe LeBron really kind of, uh, you know, takes takes control of this team a little bit with Ty Lue uh, having those chest issues and whatnot, so uh, we'll have to kind of see. But, uh, yeah, let's kind of talk about the uh, the Buck side of the ball a little bit here first. So Eric Bledsoe, I think he's pretty pricey on a site like FanDuel. I kind of like him in this matchup. If you if you told me, you know, don't worry about the price tag, do you like him? Yeah, I think this is a good, uh, good spot for him. I think he definitely has the upside here, but uh, the price... 7,600 on DraftKings, 8,000 on FanDuel. Uh, yeah, I don't know. In Fantasy Draft, it's 14.4K. I like him more on Fantasy Draft than Chris Middleton. I'm not really big on Chris Middleton uh, right now. I think I'd rather go Eric Bledsoe. So my lean is to go Bledsoe, kind of fade Middleton. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the approach I'll take. Get my exposure to Giannis. And then, uh, you know, probably play none of these bench guys. Uh, maybe Brandon Jennings. I don't know. Brandon Jennings, I don't want to do that. I know he had that one big game. Uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think we have to go back to him here. So uh, yeah, unless I find out he's getting tons of minutes, like if he's playing like in like the mid twenties, sure. But it's just very inconsistent with what he's doing. John Henson, I don't think I'd really go to him too much either. Uh, don't like that price a lot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just just seems seems like a guy that doesn't have a really ton of upside here. So I think I'm keeping it simple. Eric Bledsoe and uh, Giannis, and that's about it for me. It uh, doesn't seem like there's really anyone else uh, that I'm really too interested in on the Buck side of the ball. We can go to the Cavs, though. Uh, so they're dealing with a ton of injuries still. You know, Larry Nance, uh, Kyle Korver, he is, uh, you know, he's questionable. He rejoined the team, though. So, uh, yeah, we kind of have to see what happens with him. Rodney Hood, he's still out right now. Tristan Thompson, same with him. So we're kind of... Uh, Still short-handed, so a guy like J.R. Smith, uh, he's definitely in the conversation as a value. I know he, uh, you know, isn't the best, right? Uh, here's his games for you. I'll give you the last uh, last two without Corver. 27 minutes, 4.4, and uh, 21 minutes, 13.5. Again, I mean, he's, he's still really cheap, and I mean, I don't know. It's just the minutes aren't there. That's the one thing. I thought the minutes would maybe be more there with Kyle Corver out, but... I guess not. We probably can't end up doing that. Uh, George Hill, though, I, I, that price is still not moved. I still think he's a pretty safe cash game option. Even has upside in tournaments. I think you could fire away on him. But, uh, yeah, the, 
doesn't seem like the upside is there as much in the matchup. Like, I don't love this matchup for him, but I do think there's a lot of upside at that price. So I understand if you want to plug him in there. Uh, I think he's perfectly fine option. Jordan Clarkson hasn't really, you know, you know, really taken off with the, the Cavs. I thought he would, but he has not at all. And, you know, with the injuries they had and whatnot, with like a guy like Corver, he did see some minutes increase. Like he was 24 against Portland, didn't really see an increase there. But then in Chicago, he randomly saw 31, which was interesting. I, I think uh, Jordan Clark said again, someone we just, I, I want to play, but it's just not happening, man. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, we're just, I feel like we're trying to make it a thing. It's just not going to happen. So we just have to kind of let him, whenever he goes off, just take it and move on. Don't, and just not worry about it because he hasn't been doing it. So no worries. Uh, just LeBron James is really the main guy I'm looking at here. Jeff Green, I like a little bit. I think he's still a really safe, uh, safe option. If you look at the minutes, 27 minutes, 33-42 with Nance out, and the production is 34.3, 27, and 33.8. Still pretty cheap around the industry. I still think he's a decent value. Not as uh, great of a value as he was the last two, but he's still still there as, as a decent value play. Zizek, Sante Zizek, if we know he's going to get the run, uh, I, I, that's just my worry, right? I think, you know... I don't think he's a good enough value to end up doing it. Uh, you know, there's the inconsistency against Portland. And then, uh, you know, Chicago, he got 20 minutes. Even only getting 20 minutes was really frustrating, right? Uh, I was hoping to see a little bit more from him. I know he got there, right? 22.2 was his uh, production. And for that, you know, he did did solid. But I don't know. Uh, I just think it's risky to do in your cash games. I think in tournament, sure, you could fire away on it. But I think in cash games, it's still risky. And uh, I'd rather find some better values and kind of uh, take that approach. But... Let's go on to the next game we have on the slate. It is the Charlotte Hornets and the Philadelphia 76ers, 221.5 total. And, uh, you know, we have a guy like Nick Batum. He is going to be out for this game. So no Nick Batum. What does that mean? Oh, is Jeremy Lamb. You kind of fire away on him. He's going to be a great value. Uh, you know, he can be frustrating at times. Uh, you know, I think the last time he was chalky, uh, I, I remember it because I rostered him. And I, 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 he, it, was not, it was not fun. Uh, he definitely did not have that great of a game. So... Uh, but I, I think firing him on him is still fine. We, we can't have this recency bias. You guys kind of kind of keep going with him. So, uh, Kemba Walker sees a, a usage decrease. I don't really want to play him here. I don't think this is a great spot for him. Uh, it just, I'm going to pass on him. It's especially probably having to deal with like Simmons length too. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be the greatest spot for him without Batum. We've seen this plenty of times and it doesn't make sense, but without Batum, he just struggles more. So, uh, it's just, it gets with him just being the primary ball handler. He's just not as good. So, uh, we just can't do it. Uh, so the numbers say don't do it. So I'm just going to keep, uh, you know, staying away from him with Batum out. Dwayne Howard, I worry about him too. And like I said, I worry about the Sixers kind of just blowing them out and just this game kind of getting a little ugly. But I worry about Dwight because he's got to deal with a guy like Embiid and try and cover him defensively. And I just don't know how he's going to cover him defensively. Uh, but, I mean, he should be able to be fine enough on the uh, offensive end. I mean, if you want to play him, I, I won't talk you out of it. But I just like other centers. I don't think we need to be playing Dwight on this slate. Uh, I just, I'll pass on him. Don't think it's necessary. I think there's way better options at center and, uh, kind of will stay away from the, the Charlotte Hornets unless I go for any of the values. And mainly Jeremy Lamb is the guy that I'm, I'm really king in on right now here. And other than that, that that's about it for me. So yeah, uh, 
let's go on to the Sixers side of the ball. Uh, you know, this team is uh, it's definitely not the greatest rosters here. Some of these guys have been pretty frustrating. Like Robert Covington, he's priced up now, and he's been really up and down. A uh, guy like Joel Embiid, he has just not been, uh, you know, not been getting the production, uh, you know, the, those past three games, or the past three games he's done very well, but before that, he was really struggling. He was frustrating. Totally understand that. Now he gets a spot against Dwight Howard, and I think he's fine against Dwight. The thing I like about him against Dwight is he's going to get all these open three-pointers, so that's going to be very great for him uh a lot of people were wondering again like he he kind of has popped recently you see the you know 50.450 50 and then 60.8 for the fantasy games those are all great matchups for him and people were wondering why he was struggling before the usage was still uh fine it was still exactly the same uh but he just you know he's putting up more shots he's just playing a lot better so uh I, i'm down the fire away on a guy like Embiid. problem is his price uh on, on fanduel it, it, it's too much for me i don't think i'm paying up for him over there i just don't want to pay that price like fantasy draft I like that price over there, 16.9K. I, I think Embiid's a really good play over there on Fantasy Draft. I like getting exposure to him over there. Uh, and then on DraftKings too, like 9.5K, that, that's a good price for him. Again, like Dwight Howard is typically a guy you don't really want to go up against defensively, but I just don't know, uh, you know, how he's going to be able to cover him on the outside. If Embiid's smart enough, he'll just, uh, you know, he'll just be firing away from outside and Dwight will, will definitely struggle there. So uh, again, yeah, no, uh, you know, I think Embiid's a really good play, but mainly on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, not on FanDuel. I think he's more out of play there for me. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, I don't know. I don't love him a ton. Uh, I was playing some, uh, I was playing some uh, uh, drafts the other day and uh, or today, and uh, I don't know. I had a lot of Simmons exposure. Didn't love having a lot of the Simmons exposure, but uh, I have him. So uh, it's just guards not the greatest today. So yeah, uh, not a lot of spend up options there. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm stuck with him a little bit today, but uh, don't love it. Don't think I'll be playing him in other formats. Won't be playing him over on uh, Fantasy Draft or DraftKings or FanDuel today. So yeah, no, no Ben Simmons for me, and any of these other fringe guys. Like I said, Covington a little too priced up. Uh, Sarge, I get he could pop right at that price. He has upside, but I don't think we need to go with him. And like Redick, I'll, I'll pass too. Just don't think we need to go to many of these other guys. Uh, mainly just sticking with Embiid, I think, even though it's like a high, high total. Uh, I don't know if you want to mix and match some guys. I probably wouldn't talk you out of it because again, there is upside there, and I guess they could do it, but. Uh, I don't know. There's other guys I'm going to like, and I don't think they're going to fit my build. I don't think a lot of these mid-tier guys, I'm probably going to go kind of stars and scrubs because it's March NBA DFS and there's guys that we want to get to. So, uh, Let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies and the Brooklyn Nets, 211 total here. This is a game where, you know, the Grizzlies are starting to get more healthy. Tyreek Evans is back, and Tyreek Evans has been really good. Uh, he's someone I, I kind of want to get exposure to here. I think he's just like a safe, nice cash game option. Here's the last two games, 32 minutes, 37 minutes. Then he had 47.5 fantasy points and 40.1. I, I kind of like Tyreek here. I think he's a pretty good option over on uh, a FanDuel. You got him on uh, DraftKings. Let's see his price. He's 8K as well. And then Fantasy Draft. Let's see if we get a little bit of a discount over here on him. We got Tyreek at 14.1K. Um, I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. I'd probably rather him over a guy like Marcus Saul. Uh, I don't know. It is a great matchup for Gasol, though. That's the only problem. But I think they're both great plays. It's tough. Uh, I don't mind playing the two of them. Honestly, I think they're just both really, really solid plays in general. It's the Nets. Uh, I understand people say, like, oh, both these teams are tanking. Uh, well, I, I, the Nets are not tanking. They don't really have a draft pick so that they have to tank for because Cleveland has it. So they're not really tanking. Uh, the Brook, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, yeah, I understand that they're tanking and whatnot. Or, but if you're putting Marcus Gasol and Tyreek Evans on the floor, they're not going to just lose games for you on purpose. They're not. Like, it's just not going to happen. So if they're on the floor for this amount of minutes, like, I, I'm just going to expect that they're going to play, you know, they're, you know, 30 
minutes that they've been playing and whatnot, 30 plus, and just kind of expect if it's a good matchup for them that they should do well. So uh, I'm, I'm looking to play them. The key is with Memphis, a lot of these fringe guys that we have been playing, right? The Mario Chalmers, the Andrew Harrisons, they're not really benefiting from the, the injuries anymore. Just kind of going to stay away from them. Even guys like Jermichael Green and, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks, I just don't think we need to play them now. Uh, just, I know Dylan Brooks has been really good. Uh, I get it. Uh, price has gone up, though. I just don't think it's a necessary play for me. So I will pass on the rest of the Grizzlies, just mainly Tyreek Evans and Marcus Gasol. I kind of want to be overweight on them uh, on this slate. I think we can be pretty quick here on the net. So uh, Alan Crabb, he is probable. Dante Cunningham, he is out. So with Crabb, like with him probable, I'm just not going to play anyone here. I think we can fade the nets completely. Uh, Memphis is definitely a slower-based team. Less opportunities. Uh, with, with Crabb back, that's going to mess some things up. These guys are a little more priced up. I get it, right? D'Angelo Russell, he could totally go off here. He has upside, I feel like, uh, at this price. So he's the one guy. If you want to run it back with someone, I'll run it back with maybe him. Uh, or maybe even like a Rondé Hollis Jefferson. His price went up because he's been playing so, so good. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just think staying away from the Nets is a fine play. We don't need to go this route uh, on this slate. They spread the minutes out too much, and uh, they're, they're a lot healthier. So no need to go with them here. Uh, so let's go on to the next game. We have the, uh, the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks, 218 total. Man, this is a game I want to target a ton. The problem is, where do we target them? Uh, you know, the Bulls, it's it's a little bit easier. We have Chris Dunn. Uh, he is out. We have Zach Levine. He's out. Uh, and then Laurie Markkinen, he's out. And Noah Vonley is questionable. So a lot of guys out on the Bulls. A lot of opportunity here to take advantage of. We also have Robin Lopez. He's still, uh, you know, still... He was inactive last game, so he's still kind of hanging around there. I don't know if he's going to play against his former team in the Knicks. Kind of wait and see what they do. But he was inactive last game. The games before that, he was playing like 12 minutes a game. So uh, definitely guys in the front court to like if he doesn't play, right? Like Bobby Portis, man, he's going to be so such a good play here. Uh, we'll have a ton of upside. So I think he's someone that I'd want to get exposure to. Uh, Cristiano Felicio, he can be a really frustrating roster, but if he's going to see 30 minutes, I think we have to have interest in him, especially if we know Robin Lopez is inactive. Like, if he's for sure inactive, uh, that'll be big. Uh, definitely someone that I think we can uh, definitely play because they just won't have any bodies, right? It'll be Portis, it'll be Felicio, and uh, yeah, like Noah Vonley. That's the only power forwards on this team. Uh, it, it's, and if he's out, like, I mean, Felicio and Portis are going to play almost all the minutes. I guess what they would do is they would slide over a Denzel Valentine or a Nuwab at the four. That, that'd be my assumption. I think that's what they would do. Unless they got Omir, seek some run. I know Paul Zipster played a little bit too, so he can get some uh, run as well. But uh, yeah, if a, if a guy like uh, Noah Vonley is out, that'll definitely be uh, big for those two guys in the front court, and you'll want to get exposure to them. Uh, Denzel Valentine, I'm probably not chasing his 54.4 fantasy game. He's kind of pricey, and uh, I just, I don't know. I get it. He can have outside. He's obviously showed it last game, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to, don't think I'm going to chase it here. Uh, I wouldn't argue if you did, but uh, I don't know. Just probably not something I'm going to do on the slate. Uh, David Nwaba, he's 4,100 over on Fanduel. He's pretty cheap, but you know I'll pass on him. I uh, don't think we need to go with him at all. Uh, and then uh, you know, Justin Holiday, uh, he's really cheap. He played 17 minutes last game. If you told me he'd play more, I'd be more interested. But the problem is I don't really want to roster a guy. I know he's at the minimum at 17 minutes. So, uh, yeah, I'll pass on him. Uh, definitely not a guy I really want to play here. The re really key here is and uh, kind of buried the lead. Should have talked about a little, uh, you know, at the start. But it's Cameron Payne uh, and Antonio Blanky. They're really the two guys I'm looking at 
Payne is probably one of my favorite plays. Good value. Uh, Blankety, he's solid too. He's, you know, if he's... He's seen 24 minutes, 27 minutes. And the great thing is we're seeing an increase throughout the games. It's 18, 21, 24, 27. His minutes just keep increasing and increasing. And, uh, you know, he's a solid value. I think he's someone you're going to want to get exposure to. Same with Payne. And I could see, I could even see them running Payne and uh, blanketing lineups together because I could see this game going super small. And I could see the Knicks countering back with Emmanuel Moody and Trey Burke, uh, you know, double guard lineups like they like to do. So, uh, again, like, Roster a lot of the bowls, get get exposure to those value plays. They're definitely guys you want to uh, play a ton of, so don't miss out on them. But let's start talking about uh, Trey Burke and uh, Moutier, this backcourt. I'm expecting them to get run, and the Bulls struggle against uh, you know guards. I think this makes sense. Uh, problem is the minutes, right? Uh, again, like you know, when you think you know the Knicks minutes, all of a sudden Emmanuel Moutier he goes out and plays 15 minutes against uh, Charlotte, right? That's frustrating. Yeah, Trey Burke only playing 19 minutes. Uh, it's just annoying uh it, this should be a game where all the young guys are playing and uh Hornacek just keeps messing around with minutes i think in tournaments it makes a lot of sense to take shots on these guys in cash games man it's really tough to roster them it's really frustrating because we just don't know what's going to happen uh courtney lee uh he, we'll see if he's still out he was having a personal issue so uh if, if he's out that obviously help us but if he plays who knows what'll happen right that's just another body that could make some things annoying so we have to kind of wait and see with that i like tim hardaway jr i i think his minutes are pretty secure uh you know worst case scenario he sees like 25 or you know minutes i don't think he sees anything less than that even charlotte at 28 minutes kind of seems like the floor so i feel safe about him I, I like him. I think he's a guy that I don't mind. Michael Beasley, that, that's the one guy that uh, it's tough. Because, like, again, he's he has a ton of upside. If you're telling me he's getting the minutes, the problem is 22 minutes against Charlotte, 33 against the Sixers, and then the 33 against the Sixers, he had 53 fantasy points, and then the 22 against Charlotte, he had 17. It's just he we don't know if he's going to get that consistent run. And if he gets the consistent run, I, I have faith in him. I know he's going to put up a ton of shots, but I just don't know with him. It's very frustrating. The Knicks are just running random guys out there, right? Isaiah Hicks, right? He went from 14 minutes to 24 minutes and, you know, had 5.5 fantasy points to 25. It's just... There's a lot of inconsistency with rotations here. It's very unpredictable. One thing to do is maybe, you know, just stay as close as you can to Twitter. and Maybe we get some type of news. Like, just say that we get one of the beat writers telling us some type of good news. That could be a huge edge. So stay close on Twitter or look for that, guys. And, uh... Again, the Knicks are just too unpredictable, and we'll kind of move on from there. Uh, I think there's good plays here. If you're playing a ton of tournament lines, you want to take shots on them, take shots, right? Take shots on these guys. There is upside. Uh, there is value here, but the problem is we just don't know where it's going to come from. It's a really frustrating situation. All right, let's go to the next game. We have on the slate, we got the uh, Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. This is a 216 total. Uh, this is a game that I think we can get some exposure to. I, I think we can definitely look at uh, and target uh, Miami side. Got Hassan Whiteside. He is still out. So with him out, that's obviously going to help us out in the front court. Going to give us some value. Dwayne Wade, too. He's out. Good for the guards as well. Uh, one guy, I mean, I think is going to be a great guy to roster here is uh, James Johnson. I think this is this game environment could fit him really well. I could see them even using him on a, on a guy like Jokic. I, I don't know if it'll definitely happen, but I could see it. Uh, James Johnson is a tough guy. I don't know if he can actually uh, do it, but I could see him getting some run. Uh, that height, though, could probably kill him too much. That's my one worry. Uh, so maybe they probably go to Olnick or Bam instead, but I think all these guys are going to get run uh, in general. Like, think about it. They go against Paul Millsap, too. I mean, they're just going to need their size in general. So I, I think James Johnson is going to get some really solid run here. 
Uh, he'll probably actually go up against Millsap more of the time, more than I think about it. Uh, he'll probably get more time against Millsap than Olnick and Bam kind of trade off on Jokic and take their time, and that just give a, a lot of minutes over there for a guy like James Johnson. So uh, I like him, just the upside here against the Lakers, right? 24 minutes he only played, and he had 39.9 fantasy points. A lot of upside for him at that price. I'm a big fan of him. Bam, he's super cheap as well. He played, you know, 34 minutes last time out. Uh, he's just still way too good of a value play. So, uh, like, on a site like FanDuel, the price is insane. He's 3600 On Fantasy Draft, he's 10.1. Still think he's fine there. DraftKings, let's see what we have him at. DraftKings, his price is uh, 4.9. I still think he's a solid play over there. So, uh, yeah, I like him. Probably better play than, than uh, James Johnson, right? 600 or less. So, I'd probably take him over there uh but i again like fandle james johnson and bam those those two guys are just way too cheap at the power forward position i might just uh get get a lot of exposure to those two there and then kelly olnick he's a little pricey though uh, that's the only problem for me on uh olnick he's been pricey let's see what he's at now 5.8 uh on DraftKings, so he's only 200 more than or 300 more than james johnson let's see what he is over on fandle he is Hang on, looking for him now. He is 5,400, so price has gone down a little bit over there. Uh, I think he makes a nice contrarian tournament option because people will gravitate more to the value, so I get it in tournaments if you have the money to spend up. Say there's just so much value and you see you can get to him, I get it. 11.4 on fantasy draft, but I don't know. Uh, I'm probably going to pass on Kelly Olnick, uh, but I get it. If you're playing a ton of tournament lineups, I think uh, getting exposure, like just kind of these three guys, I would want to get a, a ton of exposure to them, just go overweight on every single one. So that's kind of how I would play it out in tournaments if I were you guys. So that's kind of what I would do. Uh, looking at the backcourt, uh, Goran Dragic, uh, I think he's a fine play. I like to target Denver with some guards this year. I get it, but uh, I don't know. I just don't think I need to really pay the price on Dragic right now. I think if you want to do it in cash games, I wouldn't hate it, but I do worry about his upside a little bit. I mean, it's just like, I, I get it, right? New Orleans, he had that 54-point game, but I don't know. It's just he's really, sometimes it's just, he's been really up and down uh, for me. I get it. I think he's fine. He's fair play, but I'm not in love with it. He's one of those guys, if he fits my last piece as I'm building rosters, I'll I'll, I'll do it, but uh, I'm not, not in love with it. Not a guy I'm jamming in my lineups or anything like that. Uh, Wayne Ellington, uh, you know, he's going to see the minutes. Uh, the question is, will his shot fall? So he's a solid value. If you're building like 150 lineups, I'd probably get a little exposure to him. But again, he's just got to hit his shots. That's kind of the key with him. And Josh Richardson, uh, you know, where the price is cheap enough. Uh, we got Fandle, he's, he's 5,600 on Fantasy Draft. Josh Richardson is 10.1K. So I, I like him over there a lot too. I think that's a really good price on him. And uh, over on DraftKings, we have him at... My computer will load fast enough. The internet's being slow. Uh, 5.2K. So I like him. I think he's a pretty uh, solid play too. And uh, Tyler Johnson, he's too pricey for me. I'll pass. Uh, don't don't think I need to play him here. But uh, Heat's out of the ball. I definitely want to get a lot of exposure to here against the Nuggets. Uh, expecting a you know, fast-paced game. And the Heat's been playing at a faster pace too. Uh, so I like this uh, I like this Heat game. Uh, heat's out of the ball a lot. Definitely think there's really good value here that we want to take advantage of. Jokic at 8.8K, I think he's fine on DraftKings, uh, but I don't know. I don't think I need to be doing it on this slate, so I'm going to probably pass on Jokic on Fantasy Draft. Let's see what he is. He might be a little cheap over there. He is 16.2K. I'd rather probably play Embiid instead. Uh, I don't know, just uh, not not, not big on Jokic today, so it's probably not Jokic day for me. I don't mind Millsap. I think he's fine. Uh, don't mind going with him, but the real key is uh, really on this backcourt, right? With Gary Harris out for this game, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just Will Barton and uh, Jamal Murray. They're going to be two guys I'm looking at a ton. The, the problem I have with Murray is uh, the way we kind of beat Miami is uh, – we, or, or not the way we beat Miami. Uh, Miami is really good defensively against, uh, against point guards, so it's not really a great spot for a guy like Jamal Murray, but uh, it's definitely – Definitely good with uh, having a guy like Gary Harris out. It's going to benefit him. He's going to see a little bit of probably extra minutes. Uh, he'll just see more usage. I mean, it's just a solid spot for a guy like Jamal Murray. So uh, I, I, I get it, but I think Will Barton's more of the guy that I would look to. Again, he didn't have the greatest game last game, a guy like uh, Will Barton, but uh, he can pop, right? He has huge upside, and um, th- this could be a good spot for him. So I, I like Will Barton, definitely someone that I think you should get some exposure to on this slate. Uh, Wilson Chandler, I'll probably pass on. He's been really up and down and frustrating, so I don't think I need to go him. Really, my main target is a guy like Will Barton. I think that's going to be the main guy, Keon. I wouldn't argue you if you go with Jamal Murray. And then Paul Millsap, I think he's fair. But uh, I don't know. don't want to get too overexposed to the Denver side of the ball. It's more the Miami side that I'm really interested in as a whole. Other than that, let's go on to the next game. We got the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. This game is a pretty solid game to target. We have, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, he's out. Steph Curry out. Clay Thompson. So there, there's still value here. Uh, Draymond Green, I like getting exposure to him. He's a really solid play. Someone I want to get exposure to. I know the Spurs, slower tempo, uh, you know, tough matchup. But uh, just the usage that he's seeing. If you look at the last couple games, he had 50.5 and 53.2 fantasy points in those games. Still got some points, too. People worried about him maybe not getting the points. He Maybe he wouldn't score as much. But, uh, you know, 25 points against Phoenix. So yeah, I, I still think it's there for him. I still think he has a ton of upside and someone you'd want to get exposure to. Uh, if we look at some of these other guys on the uh, on the Warriors, it's, it's going to be price dependent per site. We'll start on FanDuel here first. So we have uh, Quinn Cook. He's a 5.2K over there. Getting a little pricey. He got hurt dealing with a hand injury. He's probable though, should be fine. But two games, he's played 40 minutes in each game. 42 uh, fantasy points in each game. I mean, someone that I still think is a great at 5,200. Now, if Quinn Cook doesn't get you 40 fantasy points again, don't be mad. If he gets you 25, that's still fine. If he gets you 30, it's still, it's great. You know, it's it, just don't get mad if he's not getting you 40. I see people do that all the time when values over exceed themselves. So, uh, yeah, he's still a good play. Uh, like Quinn Cook a little bit. Uh, Iguodala, Nick Young, and those guys. Uh, you know, Nick Young, he's starting to get a little pricier, but with, uh, you know, Caspi out, obviously we want to still have exposure to, like, a guy like Iguodala. He's, he's probable for this game, too, so... Uh, he's someone that saw 27 minutes last game. I, I think Iguodala is a really nice cheap value. Patrick McCall too. You know he's. Uh, you know they're optimistic he's gonna. You know be available for this game, but who knows what that actually means? Uh, we'll see if he actually plays. But Nick Young. Uh, you know if he's getting the shot attempts, I think he's a, a fine play. But I, I don't know. San Antonio is not really the matchup for me. Like the Kings and the uh, Suns were the matchup for me. I liked more. And the Kings, right? He still didn't even like. You know. For the price he's at right now, uh, he really didn't get there, so it's kind of a little frustrating. I think San Antonio is like a game where we don't have to be jamming in Nick Young. If anything, I'd probably rather have a guy like an Andre Iguodala instead in this spot. Uh, if we look at some of these other guys, like Zaza, he's dealing with an injury. He says he's probable, but you never know if something pops up with an old guy like that. Uh, so, like, I don't know, maybe we pop in a guy like maybe a Kevin Looney. But, again, again, he's got dealing with an injury. He's probable, but, you know, he should be fine. Uh, he saw 24 minutes last game. Uh, I think Kevin Looney could get some run. They have a Pau Gasol and, uh, you know, Marcus Aldridge. So they're going to have to go kind of big here at times. So, uh, yeah, I think there is still some decent value here with a guy like Kevin Looney. He's probably the guy I would end up 
going to uh would love to play jordan bell but uh yeah the minutes are just not really there it's uh, you know 18 minutes 11 minutes 17 minutes if you tell me he's gonna play in the mid-20s at this price i'm gonna fire away so it's gonna be something maybe i kind of tweet out one of the golden state beat right or not golden state, yeah one of the golden state beat writers and uh kind of get words from them but they're not really uh the greatest at that getting the news and who knows if steve steve curl gives the information so uh Kind of have to wait and see on Jordan Bell. Uh, but if you want to fire away in tournaments, I get it. Because uh, at that price, he's just way too cheap in general. So uh, that's for FanDuel's prices. Let's go to DraftKings prices now on the, the Warriors for you guys. Uh, Quinn Cook, 4,500, fire away like that. Iguodala, 4,700, still think he's fair. Nick Young, 5K, was, I get it, but I just don't like this matchup as much. I know he's going to put up the shots, though. Uh, Jordan Bell, again, like if, if, if he's going to get those minutes, I want to fire on him at 4,300. 4, I think that's fine. Uh, Looney, 36, like that. Think that still think that's a, a fair way to go. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's it for that site. And then let's see fantasy drafts, pricing, if my computer would load. There we go. Uh, Quinn Cook, 8600 like that price a lot. He's definitely going to be someone we want to get a lot of exposure to. Same with Iguodala, like that 8700 price tag. I think that's a fine way to fit in. The only thing on Fantasy Draft specifically is I just don't think I need to play a guy like Iguodala because you... Uh, you don't feel forced to, right? On a site like Fandle, you're forced to because of small forward. Uh, it's just you can play almost anyone on Fantasy Draft, which is a, what's great about the site. So, uh, yeah, Iguodala, I don't think I'll end up going to that much. I think he's more in play on other sites. Uh, Nick Young, 9,700. I'll pass on him. I don't think I need to do it. And, uh, yeah, again, like I said, if Jordan Bell somehow starts getting minutes, 8,200 is really cheap on Fantasy Draft. So I would like that. And Kevin Looney's really cheap over there, 6,700. So, uh, yeah, and Draymond Green, yeah, his price is good, so uh, you know, feel free to play him. Uh, he's he's obviously a good play within the situation he's in. But that's about it for that side of the ball. Again, the Warriors are going to be a team we still want to target. Only problem is they're going against a slower-paced team now, and uh, their prices have gone up. So this isn't a spot like against the Suns where I want to just like jam them all in and go crazy and the Kings. So uh, just temper your expectations a little bit. It's not the exact same situation now that they're starting to get priced up. When we have all this uh, value, uh, you know. At, normally by like the third game it starts to be a, a time when we have to start getting concerned and the sites kind of start getting there with the pricing a little bit so the spurs side of the ball uh, i think lamarcus aldridge is expensive but if you played him i wouldn't argue it uh but he's a little pricey for me so i'm probably gonna pass on, on aldridge uh Pau Gasol, he he certainly has the upside at his price so i think he's a fair play uh could definitely go with him here and i, I think that I think he's perfectly perfectly fine on, on the sites. Uh, Murray, uh, I just don't like the price as much for him. Uh, I get it in this faster-paced game, he could be fine, but I don't know for some reason. I just don't see myself playing a lot of a lot of Spurs here in this spot. Uh, I don't like a lot of their prices that much, and I don't know. And they're just not fitting fitting the bill for me right now on this slate. Maybe throughout the day, uh, something will maybe pop up for me. But for now, I'm just not too interested in a lot of these spurs so yeah uh i don't know i think i'm gonna pass on most of them for the most part probably more be underweight but again it's like the warriors and i kind of want to have a lot of exposure to them because uh just the spurs against the warriors uh, faster tempo it's always great for them but i don't know right now just not a lot of guys popping out to me so uh, let's go to the last game detroit pistons and the sacramento kings uh, I guess this is your, uh, you know, this is your late night hammer, uh, but it's uh, not the greatest one, but 205.5 total, and uh, really the key for me here looking at the Pistons is uh, Andre Drummond, fantastic tournament play, I mean, just, it's, it's the Kings, right, they're terrible against centers, this could be a great spot for him, so I think uh, Andre Drummond makes a lot of sense here. Again, not someone I'm probably going to play in my cash games, but more so in tournaments, that's where I like him, uh, unless he still has a cheap 
cheap uh, let me see is he still cheap on DraftKings? because he was really cheap the other day and i played him mainly just because of the price it was too cheap 8900 yeah I, I think it's fine i'd rather him over blake griffin all in all if i play anyone i'm playing under drummond over blake griffin so uh yeah that's kind of about it for the pistons i really don't want to play a lot of these guys i just you know the, the reggie bullocks uh you know uh ish smith uh, i'll pass on him luke Kennard, like just i don't think they're necessary on this slate they're uh, they're just unnecessary so i'll pass on him ish smith hasn't really been uh popping off in a while it's been way too long since he's had a big game so and i get it's the kings but uh i don't know it just it's not the same right now with blake griffin there for him so uh i'll pass just andre drummond and strictly in tournaments and that's about it uh king's side of the ball i ah, man I, I just don't really want to play many of these guys either uh Unless their price pops up, like Willie Cully Stein, I guess, can make some sense. Like, they're going to need his size. So, I think he makes sense on a site like DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. And he'll probably play like 30 minutes or so. So, uh, I guess he makes sense. Like I said, they're going to need his size. I'm curious what they do with like a Scal and a Zach Randolph. Because, again, you would assume they need his size. But Zach Randolph gets DMP'd a lot. I think it's too risky. So, uh, probably will pass on that. And then these guards, I just think there's better guards already on this slate where we don't really need to do it. If I play anyone, I think it's maybe De'Aaron Fox, uh, you know, but uh, that's kind of about it for me. Uh, but Bogdanovich, he's kind of dropped off a little bit, not not playing as well, so I'll pass. It, De'Aaron Fox is probably it for me, but again, I, this is a good game to probably fade overall. Uh, and really, the, if I play anyone in this game, it's probably just DeAndre Drummond in tournaments, and that's about it, but... That about wrap up this slate for you guys. Uh, you know, pretty solid slate we have here. I kind of like it. Uh, I think it should be a good one. The one worry I have is just that Knicks and Bulls game uh, and trying to predict that one. I kind of wish it wasn't even on the slate, if I'm being honest. Uh, so, yeah, that game is going to be really frustrating, and uh, we just don't know what's going to happen. And hopefully we get some word and some news. But there's some other good spots on the slate. Uh, you know, don't feel like you have to play it. But in tournaments, it feels tough to Tough to not get some exposure to it. Again, I like the heat value. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, he's going to be a good value that we talk about. And then uh, definitely have to like uh, definitely have to like that uh, you know Giannis and LeBron. They're two studs that you definitely want to get some exposure to on this slate. So that about wrap up the slate for you guys. Again, if you have any questions ever, give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T R A V I S M A N G O N E, and I always tweet out some news whenever I hear anything. Uh, so yeah, uh, just give me a follow and. Uh, if you have any questions on the slate or any strategy questions, uh, you know, feel free to shoot them over to me and get ready for some MLB because that is around the corner. So I uh, hope you guys are all uh, ready to go on this Monday and not too tired from all the March Madness this weekend. And uh, for me, Travis Mangone, I am out. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.